Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hey, Mama. December 30th has arrived, and that means registration for the Supermama Society is open. The Supermama Society is my online group coaching membership exclusively for moms. Rooted in intuitive eating principles, the Supermama Society is designed to help you tune in to your intuition and simplify nutrition to eat well and live well without having to count, track, measure, or obsess over your food choices. The Supermama Society will help you uncomplicate eating and improve your relationship with food so you can stress less, nourish yourself and your family well, and have support doing it in a safe, welcoming group format. With monthly classes, interactive workbooks, live Q&As, weekly audio lessons, and office hours with me, you have full access to me as your coach at a fraction of the cost of one-on-one and the benefit of a supportive community to help you along your journey to becoming a healthy, balanced mama. But don't worry if you have commitment issues. All of the information is recorded and available for lifetime access in our members portal, so you won't miss a thing and you can fit it in to your busy mama life. You'll also receive exclusive members-only real food recipes, access to my full ebook and printable library, including my popular Healthy Mama Meal Planner, and brand new this season, we are offering mom-friendly at-home workouts from our partner Heather England of Fit Mama Real Food, included with your membership. Whether you're a monthly member or a yearly member, it is included. I am so excited to get this new year started and to guide you on your way to becoming the healthiest, happiest version of you. Because moms are the heartbeat of the home, and a healthy, happy family starts with you. Registration is open now through January 13th and won't be open again until July, so get in there, mama. Head to supermamasociety.com to see all of the details and join us. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the super mama I know you are. 
Hey friends, I am sort of on a roll recording podcast today. I have just been super excited and inspired about some of the content that I'm putting out for you guys here at the end of the year, talking about overcoming the idea of overwhelm when it comes to making changes in our health and habits and all of that jazz. And this was a topic that I was thinking about for a while and I knew I wanted to record a podcast on and I hadn't actually planned on doing it today, but I got super inspired, kind of wrote out some notes, and here we are. Because it is the end of the year, which means it is almost time to tap those champagne glasses and welcome in a new decade. I can't believe it. It's almost 2020. But that also means it's resolution season. And I have, like I said, been talking a lot about goals and change and habits around here. Because what I really desire to share with you is that It's so okay and realistic to create goals in your life and in your balanced living journey without setting crazy unrealistic resolutions like, ahem, dieting. (laughs) Now, if your goal this upcoming year is to revamp your eating and you want to use a diet or a Whole30 or whatever to do that, I'm not knocking it. You can do whatever you want to do with your life. Just what I am here to tell you is that you don't need to go on a diet or restrict yourself like crazy to make solid changes. It's possible to make solid changes in your health and in your life without restriction. So today, I wanted to share with you how to not go on a diet this New Year's while still recognizing the importance of living a nourished, balanced life in every area. So the first thing that I really wanted to talk about is the importance of checking in with your values. Now, I did a whole episode all about this in episode 56 when I talked about values-based goal setting and how to align your goals with your values. So I encourage you to go ahead and listen to that. I won't go too deep into it today, but know that your goals are going to be most effective if they align with your values. And unless you value the on-again, off-again diet cycle, which has actually been proven to be damaging to our health, but more on that later, chances are your values are so much bigger than going on a diet. So check in with your values and decide if it makes sense for your life and the things that you value and showing up for the people that are important in your life and showing up for yourself to spend the time and the energy on a diet that may or may not actually pan out. The second thing is to move away from numbers-based goals and focus on how you feel. Now, I wish everyone would just smash their scale because we know the numbers tend to do more harm than good, but I know that's not the reality for a lot of people. So here's what I encourage you to do. If you're not quite ready to smash the scale and get rid of it entirely, start small. Start getting on it less. So if you're getting on it every single day, can you cut it down to three times a week? Can you just get on it once a week? How about once a month? When you start to shift your focus away from the number and stop letting the number dictate your day, the number should be ever-changing because our bodies change on a daily basis. Even something as simple as, you know, how much how much we're bloated, depending on what time of the month it is, with hormones or how much water we've drank or how much sodium we've had, the number is supposed to change. And it can be really distressing if we see the number changing on a daily basis. But instead, if we focus on how we actually want to feel in our life and in our body and take into account how that aligns with our values and then create our goals from there, it is so much more powerful and so much more powerful to create real change in our life and in our health. 
And I should mention that if the idea of goals and setting goals has you feeling a little diety, if you're on this intuitive eating journey and you're feeling like "Mm, setting goals makes me just want to go on a diet, it might just be helpful to shift your language from goals to intentions. So how can I create intentions for my life that align with my values to help me move forward? Number three, I want you to just remember the facts about diets. Some of you might know these and some some of you might be hopping on and totally new and you're like, I want to get off the diet cycle, but I'm not really sure how and I don't know if I really should because I want to be healthy. I know that diets are enticing. I was in that space for a really long time myself. Way after I went through my disordered eating struggle in high school, I was on again, off again diets for the better part of a decade until I finally said enough is enough and really dug into intuitive eating and learning what really truly works for me. Because the promise of a quick fix is really enticing. Like I said before, like we want to know that the effort that we put in, especially if it's big effort, a lot of diets like cause us to create these really big sweeping changes and we want to know that they're going to work out and they're going to work quick and then we don't have to do it again but that's not reality a lot of women come to me and they tell me that you know oh well I'll come work with you after I lose the weight I'm going to lose the weight and then I can eat intuitively and hey girl you do you but it doesn't usually work that way If you really, truly want to find your balance, you need to do that and allow your body to find the place that works out for it um, or that that works for it rather than restricting, 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 and then deciding you're going to try and find some balance because there's going to be some rebound there. So the truth about diets is that your New Year's diet is statistically likely to fail, like a 90% failure rate. Um... (laughs) We wouldn't take a medication with a 90% failure rate. So why are we basing our health on something we know is most likely to fail? 90 to 95% of people who lose weight on diets will regain it back, and two-thirds of those people will end up at a weight higher than they started out at. Actually, in a review of 31 long-term studies on dieting, 31 long-term studies, it showed that going on a diet is actually a consistent predictor of weight gain. So not only is dieting ineffective at losing weight in the long term, it can actually cause weight gain. So it's doing the exact opposite of what most people are looking for. So we know that dieting doesn't last, and we know that long-term weight loss isn't realistic for most people. Weight is regained plus some within a few years, if not less. And all the while, you're losing all of those years obsessing over food and exercise and missing out on your life. But here's what we know. Empirical evidence shows that people who are categorized as overweight actually tend to live longer than those that are considered normal by medical standards. And the factor of weight cycling, which is usually caused by this on-again, off-again dieting, this yo-yo dieting, okay, increases risk factor for chronic diseases. So having our weight go up and down and up and down is actually more of a risk for things like diabetes and heart disease than being overweight. So my point here is weight loss is not the answer to health. It's really important to separate health goals from number goals. So weights, inches, sizes. Losing weight doesn't mean you're a success. 
creating changes and habits that align with your values does. And I should note that if you do lose weight and keep it off, it's likely because you're tuning into your body for the first time, and that is where your body desires to be. There's nothing wrong with losing weight. It's the pursuit of weight loss for health that's futile. So that brings me to number four. Health is about behavior change. Short-term fixes never lead to long-term success. I hope you realize that by now. So really, what are the real things that you value? And how can creating a healthy life help you get there, help you become the woman you want to be, help you show up for the people that are most important in your life and pursue your passions and your purpose in this life? How can living a healthy life help you do that? By creating small changes that add up. So episodes 54 and 55, if you haven't listened to them yet, where I I talk about overhaul overwhelm and I talk about habit formation, these are really helpful for learning how to create small changes that add up to big changes in our health. But number five, know that it is normal to feel funny about not setting goals like everyone else, like not going on a diet like everyone else you know. There are going to be so many people talking about what diet they're going on or what number Whole30 they're on, and I'm not knocking the Whole30. I know it works for some people in terms of, you know, figuring out food intolerances and all that jazz, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about purely the pursuit of losing weight or trying to be healthy by restriction, okay? A lot of people are going to be going on diets or restrictive plans come New Year's, and it's okay if you feel a little bit left out. It's okay at the same time that you do you and you do what feels best for you and what is going to help you align your life with what you value and live the life that you want to live. It doesn't mean that you're a failure, that you're not going on a diet. It means you're clearly aligned with your values. So shake up that societal expectation to go on a diet this year and be the change. Number six, instead of focusing on a diet, focus on giving yourself permission Give yourself permission to eat the foods you actually like. The more satisfied we are by the foods that we eat, the less likely we are to overeat. So most of us think that if we just restrict, if we never eat any sugar, we'll eventually just never want it anymore. But that's not actually the case. Statistically, the more we restrict, the more we desire that food. What I say all the time is restriction creates rebellion. The more we restrict, the more we want to rebel later on. So give yourself permission to eat the foods you actually like. Also, give yourself permission to say no to the foods you don't and the foods that don't serve you. There are going to be some foods that don't make you feel good. And it's not restriction to not eat the foods that don't make you feel good. Now, there's a difference between saying that foods don't serve you without having that knowledge that, you know, it doesn't feel good in your digestion, it doesn't feel good in your body, whatever. There is sometimes um, a fine line between kind of using, oh, that doesn't work for my body as a form of restriction. But if it really truly doesn't work, it is 150% okay to say no, okay? You have permission to move in a way that feels good. Just because everyone else is signing up for some fitness program come the new year, it's okay if you move in a way that feels really good to you. Give yourself permission to take the time to take care of you, to own your self-care time, to talk to your partner and say, hey, this year I'm focusing on me. I need to take time for self-care so I can show up better for you, better for my kids, better for the people around me. 
You also have permission to say no to dieting and to embrace your beautiful balance. So instead of focusing on restriction and dieting, focus on giving yourself permission. And last, but certainly not least, remember not dieting means creating space for new things to come into your life. So many of us have spent so many years measuring and tracking and counting and obsessing over our food and our fitness and trying desperately to lose the weight and we're missing out on so many things in our life. We're missing out on trying new things that we could really enjoy. We're missing out on being present with our families, pursuing the things we wanted to pursue for a long time that we feel like we couldn't because we haven't lost the weight. So giving up dieting, giving up this pursuit of losing weight or, you know, becoming healthy at, at you know, all costs means that you can create space for really important things in your life that you might not have had space for before. And you can still live a healthy life even if you're not on a diet. Is there anything better than that? So what can you do instead of dieting then? I have a couple suggestions for things you can do this year instead of dieting. Number one, you can create goals to live a healthier life based on your values. So go ahead and listen to the episode all about values-based goal setting. I will link that here. I've already mentioned it, um, but that's a really great way to create some goals for the new year. They can be health goals, they can be movement goals, but without the pursuit of restriction. Number two, you can explore intuitive eating if you're still new to this intuitive eating thing or you have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about intuitive eating. I highly encourage you to get the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. So dig into the book. They have a great audio program as well. Dig into some intuitive eating podcasts or if you're really ready to ditch dieting and dig into intuitive eating, work with an intuitive eating counselor. It can be me. It can be someone else, but it's a really, it's a really great way to dive in headfirst to finding what works for you, ditching diets for good, um, and tuning better in to your body so you can find your beautiful balance. Number three, pursue feeling good. Focus on wellness over weight. This links right up with our values-based goal setting. What do you need to do to feel good in your life? Maybe you need to get more sleep. Maybe you need to stress less, drink more water. Maybe focus on digestive health. What do you need to do to focus on your overall wellness so that you can feel good? I promise you when you feel good, you will focus less on how you look and more on on what you can do with a body that feels really good. Number four, you can make a resolution about literally anything else to take the focus off of your body. Your resolution does not have to be about your body or about your health. It can be being more present with your kids, with your family. It can be something in your business. Maybe you want to get out of your nine to five and try something new. Maybe you want to work for yourself or work for a different company or a more flexible situation or whatever you want to do. You can make a resolution to pursue something outside of your body. Number five, you can create habits that last. There is still some time to join my free 10-day Healthy Mama Habits Restart. We are we have a Facebook group. You'll get a daily email. I'm going to be going on Instagram Live every morning, and there will be a mini podcast all about helping you create non-diet habits for a healthier, happier life. So it's January 1st through 10th. I will put the link in the show notes. It's totally free. 
Just join us, join the community, share what habits you're creating in your life outside of dieting to live a healthier, happier life. And last but not least, join me in the Supermama Society. So the Supermama Society is my online intuitive eating based group coaching program to help you learn to eat well and live well without dieting. We have a whole brand new structure coming to the Supermama Society with some really awesome added bonuses. We have fitness added to the Supermama Society and a whole new structure where I am helping take you through my uncomplicated eating framework to learn how to better tune into your body, simplify nutrition, and really live the life that you want to live, feeling healthy, feeling strong, and feeling good and balanced without this pursuit of dieting. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, I would love to have you head to supermamasociety.com, check it out, and feel free to shoot me a message if you have any questions about any of these things, and if you have a question for a future podcast. I have a ton of room in my schedule in the new year to do Q&As and to answer your questions, because ultimately, I want this podcast to be a conversation, not just between me and the guests, but between me and you. I want to be giving you the content that you want to help you live your beautiful balance. So shoot me an email at the link in the show notes. If you have a question for the podcast, you have a topic that you want me to um, to answer and to cover, or you have a guest that you really want to hear me interview, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, and last but not least, if you haven't yet um, given the podcast a review over on iTunes, give it a star rating. Let me know how you like it. Let me know what your favorite episode is. I would so appreciate it. It would be the absolute best holiday gift you could possibly give me just to shoot me a little review. Give me some five stars um, and let me know that you're listening and you're enjoying this podcast. It helps the podcast be seen and heard by more women that need to hear this message that they don't need to go on a diet to eat well and to live well and to find their beautiful balance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Happy New Year. I cannot wait to kick off this next decade. It is going to be a good one. The best one yet, in my opinion. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, healthymamachris.com. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. See you in the next episode.